What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Right now. Yeah, Rod's not here, so I'm hosting the show. How about that? NHL playoffs all week. Yeah, it is NHL playoffs all week long, uh, and no Rod this week. Uh, Darren DuPont here, Taylor Shire in that seat, riding shotgun as we welcome you back in for hour two of the Rod Peterson show. And hour one was was a lot of fun. We had Peter Labardius join us from Sportsnet and the Fan 960 in Calgary and really recap what was, in my mind, the greatest day in sports in over a year. And that includes a Super Bowl, the Tom Brady one, which we love around here. NHL playoffs getting going over the weekend, and Sunday was unbelievable. All four games go to overtime, or are one-goal games, three of the four going to overtime, and it's only going to get better tonight. Clark, did we hear any more about uh, Sam Bennett's hearing? Keep an eye on that, because we didn't talk about that now or one. Uh, he's free and clear? All right. So we're, we're thinking he's free and clear. I haven't seen it confirmed yet, but, but Sam Bennett... Uh, was set to have a hearing today, the Florida Panthers uh, forwarded for former Calgary Flame for a board, I believe it was a boarding check, a boarding call last night in the uh, loss to, to Tampa. But Sam Bennett was outstanding. I mean, he was a, an impact player, and he has been since arriving in Florida. He's found his home. Joel Quinville is using him in the right spots. And that mustache, iconic mustache that uh, Sam Bennett uh, is rocking, unbelievable stuff. Is uh, uh, That Florida-Tampa series is unbelievable. So really looking forward to see uh, where that goes. Um, but one of the other things we wanted to bring up was um, our, our pool. And Producer Clark's pulled up the standings here. Uh, our playoff pool is live. Unfortunately, registration is now closed as of last night. So 400, I believe, and 28 people into the playoff pool, all up for a prize, uh, which includes a Seattle Kraken jersey, an RP Show prize pack uh, for winning the pool. We also have a pool for the most creative name. Um, so that will uh, it will come later in the week. We'll, we'll start looking at some of those names. But um, Maverick is in first place. Now, I don't know who's behind some of these handles. Um, so congratulations. Um, Maverick's got 16 points free and clear in first place. Clearly led by the Tampa Bay Lightning, Nikita Kucherov, um, Victor Hedman, and Braden Point leading the way. Uh, Producer Clark leads our group, 60s T61, with nine points. Our friends at Rockstar Supply Chains are in 85th place. Craig Smith, 108th. Um, Rod, who I have to make a correction here in a moment. Rod's in 195th, with, along with Nelson Hakowicz. Chicken Nuggets. That's Alan, the intern. Your name's Chicken Nuggets. Okay. He's in 306th. I'm in 356th place. Two points. Of course, I'm loaded up with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Taylor Shires, T400 with one point. And uh, last place, Angry Raccoon. I don't know who's behind that one. Zero points through uh, two days of the Stanley Cup. Who are your cup picks? I I don't know. I haven't made my cup picks. Actually, I want to go back and... And well, I'll, you should base your, I'll get your, you rods. your fantasy draft off your cup picks, I hope. No, for sure. And or did you I'd, just I'd have pick? to go back. I, did, I was pretty random in my oh, selections. Yeah. But some people do that, and then you lead the first round, and then by the third round you have nobody left. I know. I did or, load up on Toronto. Left. I do think they're going to go a long ways. And Florida. 
Toronto and Florida, where I, you're. I do like, but I, again, they might meet in the semifinals because we don't know how that final four is going to roll out. Because the here's reseeding, what's, right? Yeah, here's what's going to happen. We're going to have the first two rounds of the playoffs to determine each of the division winners, and once you have four division winners. There's no bracket to determine where they go. It's going to be reseeded based on regular season points. So we don't know if it's going to be Scotia North versus Honda West or if it's mm-hmm. going to be Scotia North versus Discover, the Mass Mutual. We don't know how they're going to line up, right, once you get to that final four. But um, so you kind of have to take your chances in that playoff. Yeah, I, I took Carolina yep. and Vegas in my final with Vegas winning the cup. That was Rod's and then comment. Toronto and Pittsburgh in the final four. Yeah. So that was Rod's comment is a defensive team is murder on your playoff pool. Vegas, Minnesota, right? Yeah. When you get teams with good goal. Vegas is good and, enough, they'll get by Minnesota, though, I don't think. You think so? Yeah. One nothing that game, Minnesota winning in overtime. Jim Perry's watching uh, in Calgary, says he's in one hundred forty eighth spot. What's your team name? Jim, if you're alone in 148, that'll be easy for Clark to figure out and make sure he adds it to our, our standings to track. Um, our, co- our content creator, Nelson Vo says we will have a graphic to give everyone at the top of the standings a little love at the end of the week. So don't worry about that. Robin Wildey's tied for 85th. Uh, Farmer in Saskatchewan's watching on YouTube. One point, Avalanche Chevy. They haven't started yet in their round. They got Nashville, right, in round one, uh, the Colorado Avalanche. Sorry, they got St. Louis. St. That's Louis. right. That's right. They Probably got the St. Louis first. Carolina has Nashville. Yeah. Wrong division. Um, so there you go. We'll get to more of your comments, too, as we roll through and, and uh, let us know where you are in the standings. Pucks and Pig, uh, Pigskins podcast is watching, too. Says, morning squad, LFG, dupes, LFG, Jason. Thanks for watching. Tacona Pally, how about that? And. Pretty excited that uh, we're hosting today, so that's good. And all week we'll be hosting. Um, Rod's not on vacation. He's out doing really good work, making the world a better place. On the recovery side this week, as he has said, he wouldn't take a vacation just to stay at home. He'd be taking a vacation to go Mm. down south or somewhere warm. So uh, we'll get Rod back in the seat, I believe, on Tuesday, because Monday's the holiday. So Rod will be back in this chair on Tuesday. But to recap... Hour one, we went through the NHL playoffs and kind of touched on a little bit of those series. A couple things we didn't touch on. Pittsburgh, New York, that game going into overtime. I listened to game one of the Penguins and Islanders series from the golf course at Deer Valley. I listened. I believe Rick Jeanette is the play-by-play voice of the Penguins. Um, it was pretty good. He's got some of those iconic He's calls, great. right? He's great. When, uh, when the Penguins scored to take the lead, I believe, in the third period. I mean, he had one. You know, Donna needs a donut. That was his call for that goal. It was just, it was entertaining to listen to the radio broadcast, which I really love to do. Um, so did that. Didn't get to see the Crosby goal, but did you see the highlights of the Crosby deflection? In the slot, one hand on his stick, yeah. just like a magician, and deflects it in yeah. through the legs. I mean, Crosby is still Sidney Crosby, right? Yeah, that's why I have Pittsburgh going to the, the division final. And, He's good, and, and, and he gets overlooked often. I did, we did a, a, a fantasy draft last week, yep. and he was picked in, like, the third round. Unbelievable. I'm like, man, he should be – he's still a top five, potentially a top five player. Yeah. Pittsburgh makes it even to the, the third round. He's still going to get 20 points. Crosby's not given up his title among the top players in the league yet. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable to see. But a couple of things that jumped out at me in terms of, of stats. Chris Letang. He's made the playoffs in each of his 15 seasons in the National Hockey League. Crosby hasn't done that. Remember, he missed the playoffs as a rookie back when he played with Mario. Yeah. But Latang, 15. And Marc-Andre Fleury, Vegas, the only goaltender, first in NHL history, 15 straight seasons. He's made the playoffs as well as a goaltender. You know, with starting his career in Pittsburgh and then finishing up in, uh, well, not finishing up, but he's now continuing it in Vegas with the uh, Knights. Uh, Jeff Cabillas watching in Winnipeg says live branding DuPont. Let's go. LOL. The brand is in the office. We're not branding anybody on this show. How about that? Yet. <laughs> One day we'll Mike Lang. Thank you, Rachel. Mike Lang. That's the name. Not Rick. Oh, yeah. Mike Lang. That's right. Play by play voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins. So I was listening to that and uh, Rachel filled me in because she is a Penguins fan. We'll get to some of her thoughts coming up later on in the hour um, on that Penguins Islander series. Of course, around here, 
we'd probably be pulling for the Islanders. The Eberly factor, I think, for Rod is yep. strong. Yep. I'm a little indifferent. I'm a Crosby guy, too. Um, but I think that'll be, uh, that'll be Rod's choice will be the Islanders. But that was a, a good game one. Um, Troy Colmer is watching on Facebook, says, Don't worry, Darren. You never want to come out of the gate too quick. He's in 306th place, 306 with a rocket. Okay, I'm 306 with a rocket. I don't know what he means. Ah, uh, he's going to skyrocket up. Comeback season. All right. It's the, early. The comeback season. You know, one of the, one of the players that, that I think is, is going to be a big factor with local ties is Chandler Stevenson with Vegas. Playing on the top line with Mark Stone right now. I mean, former Pat, Saskatoon product. He could play a big factor in these playoffs, sort of the, and bring it, you know, Canada's team, Rod calls it, but uh, bring the cup back here. Yeah. As he, as he did with Washington, right? That, that was Vegas's issue, right? Sometimes when, when they eventually got knocked out, they ran into trouble. The, the well dried up in terms yeah. of goal scoring, right? And it was dry in game one, but Marc-Andre Fleury was outstanding. They need to get it going on a consistent yeah. basis. No, they will. They, they're deep, too, and, and Minnesota's not that deep to, to put that a consistent effort for seven games. So The snowman's watching on YouTube in Carolina says, Dupes, snowman, how are you, my man? Good to see you and uh, happy to have you along. A few more comments here on the Prairie Mobile text line. Keep rolling in. The Prairie Mobile text line is open at 306-840-8777. Brady in, Saskas- uh, in uh, Saskatoon says, hey, Dupes, the moose in the caboose. Okay. I could see three games in the Capital Ford Poll going to seven. These are the Pens and Islanders, Tampa, Florida, Bruins, and Caps. Carey Price and Brendan Gallagher will play in Laval's final game tonight. I can't wait for the Titans versus Seahawks game. That will be a close one down to the wire. Uh, so there you go from Brady in Saskatoon. Yes, Carey Price, they say he's going to play half the half game. Half the game, yeah. Right? And you're a, you're a Habs guy. Do you expect both of those guys to play in yep, game one Thursday? 100%. Yep, and I think the leash will be long on Price. I think he's going to be the – Jake Allen's played well this year, and, and I think there's an option to go back to him, but Price will be the guy that they ride. Yeah, it'll be Carey Price. I, yeah. Against Jack Campbell, yeah. who's been named – I believe he's been officially named yeah. the starter for game one uh, in that game on Thursday. But we've got lots of time to tee up that throughout the week. Of course, uh, the Winnipeg-Edmonton series gets going on Wednesday. We'll, we'll get to that probably a little bit more tomorrow than we will uh, today. Um, Wayne's watching. Wayne Grolo pulling for the Islanders versus the Penguins. But they've both won multiple cups. Yes, that's right. Um, Tacona Pauli on YouTube. Is Jonathan Huberto not the most underrated player in the NHL? Put up Barkov there, too. And I think that's just because there's no pub in Florida, right? Yeah, that's a huge, huge reason. Um, had he been playing in Toronto, it'd be a totally different story. He'd be overrated even if he put up 80 points, right? Yeah. Um, it's, I, it's where you are. A lot of the overrated, underrated is where you play. I agree. I agree. And you're right. Uh, Tacona, Jonathan Huberto is one of the best players in the National Hockey League. And when he scored that goal, he kind of almost lost the puck, the go-ahead goal in the third period on a breakaway as he kind of got a stick to the legs and he kind of lost the handle, but it still went in. And the emotion in that series, I mean, that goal kind of summed it up a little bit of the emotion. Um, Just outstanding stuff. Mm -hmm. And I hope we see more of it um, when two other series get going for the first time. Game one's tonight, Colorado home to St. Louis, Carolina home to Nashville. Um, And then we'll get game two, Boston, uh, Boston, uh, Washington, um, that game at uh, 7.30 Eastern. Um, so looking forward to those tonight. But uh, that leads us to our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. It is, which of the games we've seen so far, which series has the best chance of going seven games? Of course, they were all one-goal games, and three of them went to overtime. Looks like Florida-Tampa leading the way, right? 40% followed by Vegas-Minnesota at 30. Boston-Washington, New York Islanders-Pittsburgh uh, bringing up the rear. I think that Vegas-Minnesota game series is going to go seven. I really do. I, you know, when it's, the Tampa Florida series is going to go either one of two ways. It's either going to go six or seven games and just be incredibly can, back yeah, and forth. I don't know if they can keep it up over seven games. There's going to be a two nothing series lead, right. and the other team's just going to be so beat up that they. Or it's going to be a four game sweep. Yeah. I think that Tampa has a chance to, to take this in four. I really do. 
or it's going to go seven. Because, and this is, it's hard to comprehend a tight, close series. Every game being like one goal a game. But Tampa just having a little bit of that, that experience of yeah. winning a cup, you know, with Kucherov, Stamkos, yeah. Braden Point, you know. Yeah, if it's a 2 nothing series lead, it's over, is what I'll say. Um, over in 4-5. to yeah. five. But if, it's, if Florida wins game two, then seven. Yeah, I, I agree. Say. Jeff Kabilis, again, on the... Carey Price, Jake Allen situation. He thinks Jake Allen has played better than Price yeah. this year, but Carey Price has dealt with injuries, Jake, and he's still Carey Price. Jake Allen has played better than Price, so it, yeah, you could play arguably who's been better, but Carey Price is still your guy. He's your starter. He's your franchise guy. He's the guy you're paying. You're going to ride him. And like I said earlier, the leash might not be as long as it had been in previous years, but they're still going to give him the opportunity to be a performer and show that he is still one of the most elite goalies in the world. You're yeah. not going to just put him on the bench and be like, oh, I, you know, we're paying this guy $10 million to sit there. It's how I approach the Connor Hellebuck situation in Winnipeg. Mike Smith on the other side. Mike Smith's been a better goaltender, I think, this season. Right. I think he's been better, right? Is he the better goaltender? The reigning Vesna exactly. champ, right? Who do you put your money on when, you know, when, when all the chips are down? Who's going to win the game? One game. One series. Right? Yeah. Um, it's got to be Connor Hellebuck. They'll have the edge in goaltending. Whether he's had a better year or not, I think he has to have the edge. Uh, William Works on Facebook agrees. Wild in Vegas will go seven. I do. I think that series is going a long, long way. And it makes me want to bring up Rod's predictions here because Rod, did he tweet out his predictions? I believe. I'm going to find him. Um, each of his predictions for the opening round of the playoffs because uh, I think they're worth it. Um, but I'm going to have to do some digging to mm-hmm. find his predictions on his uh, leftovers from the weekend. A um, couple other things on the quick six show topics we never got to um, was Nikita Kucherov. Kucherov didn't play. He hasn't played in seven months. Mm-hmm. And I heard John Cooper talking about him post-game after his two-goal effort. Two goals, one assist, five shots on goal. I mean, he very much was the game star in the 5-4 win over, over uh, Florida in game one. But he doesn't come back. And it's not at, you know, technically a deadline acquisition, but was there, is there a better add to any yeah, exactly. team in the playoffs than Nikita Kucherov and, you know, to be able to do what he did. He's, I mean, he's a couple of years removed from, from leading the league in scoring. So to get that guy back in your lineup is huge. And it's surprising to me that there wasn't much of a drop off in his performance for not playing that long. Um, I couldn't imagine not playing for that long. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're in the biggest stage, puts up the performance like he did. I imagine he was, uh, there was some rust on his game that he would have noticed and then maybe a bit of wind to catch up, but yeah, what a what a great acquisition for Tampa, and you know, to have him and Stamkos back in the lineup, unbelievable. Is, yeah, is, unbelievable. They very well might be the the underdog team this year, as much as you know they're still viewed as a favorite. They might be the one that that goes all the way and squeaks through. Yeah, in that. I think so. I mean, they have to be considered a favorite, but they could very well lose out in the first round to a Florida Panthers team that is just as you know loaded offensively. Mm-hmm. And, and deep as well. So be really interested to see that. Um, yeah, Tacona brings up the other point I wanted to bring up, and we might not even get to this, um, but we will at some point. I promise you that this week. More Tampa salary cap manipulation. And the Coles notes on this is there's no salary cap in the playoffs. Right. Right? And the spirit of that rule is wonderful, but teams obviously know how to manipulate it. If it's not against the law, is it... Is it breaking the breaking, law? Are you breaking the law? If it's not against the rules, are you breaking the law? I think we've got a face-off. He's manipulating... They're manipulating it, but not necessarily doing it in a way where they're... And, he, and even if they lose a draft pick or have a fine, it's the price of winning, you well, could say, right? Is, is it worth it? Yes, and it happened it's happened in, in the CFL yeah, a number of times. It happened to the New Jersey Devils in 2010 when they did the same thing with Ilya Kovalchuk. They ended up losing a first-round pick yeah. in, that, in that situation. So looking forward to that. Um, just re-upping on the quick six show topics, we had the NHL uh, situation. Um, New Orleans had an interesting tweet out that said, they've got no intention of requiring fans to provide any confirmation of COVID vaccination to attend their games this year. So they're ready to put fans in the stands in the NFL. They're putting fans in the stands in the U.S., 
for the NHL playoffs and uh, also in the U.S. I mean, they're playing football, the FCS championship. Um, Sam Houston State won their first title. So we'll get to more of that on the other side of the break. Uh, Teron Davenport, is he logged in? Not yet. But he'll be coming in. So Teron Davenport, uh, Davenport, sorry, will join us from ESPN coming up here after the break, and more from you and your comments too on Facebook and YouTube and the Prairie Mobile text line. It's the Rod Peterson Show on Rod's Week Off on YouTube, Facebook, uh, 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at RodPeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com/slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey everybody, Rod and Moose here. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. Moose, we're here. We're holding it. If they don't believe me, <laughs> there it is. Listen. I've been using the Lawnmower 3.0 for what? A couple of months now? Yes. And I love it. What did I say in our last podcast? Chat about this. No cords, no clanky razors. You know what? This is handheld. It's sleek. There are no cords. It's got a 90 minute battery life and a headlight. Yeah. But you now have the 4.0, and I have Ooh. to admit I'm a little jealous. Oh, What do you like about yeah, it? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, that's why we're doing this in the dark, so we can test out the headlight. It seems to be uh, not even that loud. Oh. Sounds loud there, but it's actually not that no, loud. It's, it's right uh, up against the microphone. I'm excited. So uh, we're gonna You get... want to know what's new about it? There was only one size trimmer on the 3.0. Now there are four. Oh. There's a travel lock. You ever traveled somewhere and your razor's been on the whole time, and when you get to your destination, your razor's dead? Mm-hmm. This has a lock on it, so that doesn't happen. There's a lot of other things here. As looks-wise, it's sleek, a two-tone matte and gloss finish. Even features a hot foil stamp black chrome Manscaped logo. But more important than that, it's got a ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, which alleviates those little nicks, those little bumps. Honestly, it will change your life, guys. And we're asking you to order now and join over 2 million people worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's fansided20 at manscaped.com. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right. Welcome back. The Rod Peterson Show here on Rod's Week Off. Darren DuPont here. Taylor Shire's riding shotgun for day one of the week. We'll be at it all week. And for those of you wondering, Rod is away. Of course, as you know, a recovery coach and doing great work there. So he's... Uh, I believe he's in a conference all week, so he's not on vacation, but Rod doing his thing. Wayne Grolo, congratulations, Wayne. He's vaccinated. So we like to celebrate that. I got mine on uh, my first one on, uh, on Saturday. Um, I know Ryan McCarthy said he got his second dose, hmm. just got his second dose. So he's done and will be fully Locked and loaded, ready to come on our sports trip. You know, it was two years ago on our sports trip, we went to Nashville uh, to take in uh, the Titans. And, and that's where I, I want to start as we bring in uh, Teron Davenport from ESPN uh, in Nashville. Um, it was two years ago. Do we? Maybe we don't have him. Not yet. We're good. Teron, we got you. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, there you are. How are you, my man? Hey, I'm doing awesome. Hope you're doing well also. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for joining us. How's Nashville today? Because when I was on the deck this morning here in Canada, it was 15 degrees, it's gonna, which is what? That's Celsius, which is going to be 30 degrees this afternoon, which I believe is in the upper 90s. Um, how's Nashville? Nashville is great, man. It's uh, probably about in the high 70s right now. But it's a nice, clear day. The sky is, is blue. And, you know, we woke up this morning, so it was a victory. Yes, absolutely. I was just saying, uh, we do a sports trip every year. And so we're planning ours for December. We had to cancel last year. We're not allowed to travel. We were supposed to go to Miami. Um, two years ago in 2019, we went to, um, to Houston. 
But in 2018, we went to Nashville, and I've been a Titans fan for a while. They didn't know that when we planned the trip, um, but we actually mm-hmm. ended up catching two games. Was, they had a Sunday nighter and the Thursday nighter. That was the Jets. Went over the Jets, and then that was the Derrick Henry the big breakout game against Jacksonville, right, on Thursday Night Football with the 98-yard touchdown run. Um, it was unbelievable, man. I mean, the atmosphere was great. Um, but I can't imagine what it's going to be like this season with the Titans, you know, continuing to be a team that now people are paying attention to, but having fans back in the building. How exciting is that going to be? Yeah, I think it's really exciting just because, like you said, the energy, these guys feed off of that and, and they love it. And it's interesting because Mike Vrabel said that even like at the playoff game, you know, when there was only, I think it was like 10,000 fans in there, but they said that they really felt that energy and it made it seem like there were there were a lot more. So, yeah, it's going to be really exciting. And I know people are dying to get back into the stadium and just see some live events and before the, they'll be able to see the Titans, you know, the Predators, they're, they're in the playoffs. So uh, that's going to be something else to watch. And it's a great experience for the sports fans here in Nashville. It's funny. They got Carolina tonight. I, I was going to get into that and I'll, maybe we'll do it now. How is the city when it comes to the Preds and the playoffs? Is it is it buzzing ahead of game one tonight? Oh, yeah, it's definitely buzzing. And, you know, this city, they love the Predators and before I got here, that was the, the year they went to the Stanley Cup Finals. And uh, from what I've been told, man, downtown was really popping, you know. And they, they even that area near Bridgestone Arena, they had a, uh, a – you could view it, view the, the game when they were playing away. And uh, like I said, this city loves the Predators. The, the radio station here, 1025, the game is the official uh, Predators station. Uh, it's an ESPN affiliate. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. Unreal. Yeah. I mean, we were in there too. We, we took in the Preds as well. And I mean, unbelievable down there. And the best part about the playoffs is the weather's getting nice, right? I mean, it's not cold. You can be outside, you can do the strip. So what is the situation now in Nashville when it comes to COVID being open? Like I've got some, some friends across the U S whether they're in Dallas and it's wide open, we're seeing, you know, Snapchats and photos and stuff from Florida. What's it like in Nashville right now um, down the strip? It's as wide open as A.J. Brown on a play-action <laughs> pass across the middle. <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty wide open. Been lifted, man. Yeah, it's good to go, man. You could, it, you could do whatever, it, you know, it's, it's open. Uh, downtown is really buzzing. I had to drive through there. A couple of days ago, actually, when I was leaving the Titans facility, I did stop through downtown uh, after rookie uh, minicamp. So, yeah, everything is, is just it's, it's ready to go. I can't wait to get back. I got to figure out which game we're going to come down to. So you got to go to Hattie B's. We did that last time. Um, Porker's, right? Porker's Barbecue is one. We did a few. It was great. Um, so can't wait to get back. What's the mask policy? Still wearing masks? No, no, wide you don't open. have to. Yeah. Wide, wide open, open. Hey, unbelievable. So that was interesting because I saw this tweet from the, from the new Orleans saints and it was about full capacity. Right. And it, it really, it says this, the new Orleans saints have no intention of requiring that our fans provide any confirmation of a COVID vaccination to attend our games. However, we have, we do encourage our fans to get vaccinated. Do you know what the, titans policy is on vaccinated fans being in the building or does it not matter i'm not sure exactly what the policy is we're still working through it as far as media is concerned to be honest with you uh, going to camp uh, it, yeah. it just came out that if we show that we have a vaccinated uh like you know we we have a card then you can go to practice without a, a mask but that's pretty much the extent i'm not exactly sure how they're going to work the season up and of course, this weekend we just wrapped up with rookie mini camps, uh, mostly across the uh, the National Football League. So, were you there on the field? Oh yeah, Covering absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I I would miss an opportunity to to go see the guys out there. Unbelievable. One more just Titans centric question, and then we'll you know delve into stuff that the rest of our audience will care about. Um, but you had the Titans new cornerback number one you know first round draft pick on your show um how was caleb uh, i i saw that and i saw the clips uh um that you had on your radio show there on the game uh um 
How was he? And is the back no longer a concern? Yeah, he was awesome on the show as far as at, at camp. He wasn't there. He wasn't on the field. They have a specific plan for him, a, a timetable, so to speak. And when it's going to be his turn to go out there, he'll, he'll be ready. Uh, we got to talk to him. He said that he is really excited about being in the building, getting the playbook. And the thing that I like from him is he understands that it's, it's up to him to control what he can control. And right now, all that is is, is to be ready for when that opportunity does come to be out there. So uh, that's why he's diving in the playbook. He's asking the questions that are necessary. And he understands the plan, right? And, and it's, there's big picture to it. It would be great to get out there right now, but what if he gets out there and he's not ready and something else happens? So that's really the way that they're looking at it. He, he is, is uh, you know, ready to go from his perspective as far as how he feels, but he's just going to carry it along just the, the way that the, the team wants that plan to go. Caleb Farley was the Titans' first-round selection out of Virginia Tech, the cornerback 22nd overall. Of course, uh, there was issues that creeping up about the, uh, the injured back and the surgery that he had before uh, being selected. Um, other storylines, we talked a lot about the Aaron Rodgers storyline, but something that's died down a little bit in the division has been the Deshaun Watson story in Houston. That's where we were with our trip in 2019, watching Deshaun uh, and the Denver, against the Denver Broncos uh, for that game. But... What is the latest that you've heard on Deshaun Watson? Where is that going? Are we expecting him to lead uh, the Houston Texans this season? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have that expectation. It's from what I understand, there is a bit of a back and forth between the two lawyers as far as who is um, going to, if they have a settlement, you know, how that will work as far as who can speak and who can't. I think that's kind of the, the impasse that they're at, but. That old situation, it's just, it's its a tough one that you, you hate to see anybody be in. Um, at this point, I don't think you really could say yes or no as far as whether or not Watson will be out there. It's, it's still just too much to be worked out. From our comment section here on Facebook, Nelson Vole, our content creator, is watching, and he wants to know what the Falcons are getting in Arthur Smith as a head coach. I often think, you know, Good offensive coordinators, for the most part, should probably stay offensive coordinators, right? When you become a head coach and you hire a coordinator, you stop doing what you did really, you know, what made you successful, right? You stop calling plays. But how will Arthur Smith transition to being a head coach in Atlanta? Yeah, I think he's going to transition fine. And to your point, typically, you know, a guy will take over the head coach job and hire an offensive coordinator, but he's still going to be the one calling the plays. So, he will st- still have a similar role. Obviously, it will have expanded because he has a whole team to oversee. But the one point that you have to look at is him bringing in Dean Pease, who, in essence, is a guy that you could just say, okay, the defense is yours and not even worry about that and know that it's in very, very good hands. Uh, the Falcons will be much better defensively. Head coach-wise, I think, you know, Arthur Smith is a guy that not only – investing in the players and what they do on the field, off the field. And he's even like that with the media, which is really interesting. And, and you know, I know I was able to establish a, a very good relationship with him. And he's a guy that those players will want to play for. I think Matt Ryan is in probably the best situation he's been in since his MVP year with uh, with uh, Shanahan as, as the play caller. I, I think he's in, in really good shape. And I, I would expect to have a, an uptick as far as what the Falcons are going to be able to do with, with Matt Ryan. Still a lot of questions, obviously, personnel-wise with Julio Jones. But Arthur Smith, I think, is, is a really good option for them at head coach. He is a leader. He's a guy that has taken over uh, the offensive room and, and, and had to, to, you know, just speak to them and, he made presentations to the offense, and this was when he was just a tight ends coach. And they're getting a guy that absolutely loves football. And uh, the the easy way to see how this guy loves football is his father founded FedEx. He doesn't have to work, right? And, and he could have just, you know, worked right through the, the ranks of, of, of FedEx and been an executive there, but he decided that he wanted to wait, make his way up from a, a, a an assistant you know, all the way up to the point where he became a head coach. So I think that speaks a lot for his actually love for the game. I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. A uh, couple quick ones because we got to run. We're running short on time. The Julio Jones, is that 
die down? Is there still some some fire burning there on the Julio Jones talk? And I mean, the Titans fans that follow us on Twitter, they wanted to come to Tennessee, but is that is that realistic at all? I think that would be really tough because there's a really big cap number that the Julio Jones carries with him. Now, if he gets released, and that's something, but I highly doubt the Falcons will release him. So that's kind of a pipe dream at this point. I don't think him coming to the Titans is likely. But I think there's a good chance that, that they figure out a way to, to get him to a different team that could absorb some of that, uh, most of that cap and also get him some compensation. As you know, Teron, we are in Canada. So our fans are just... All over this uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Have you seen the Predators this year? Wayne's asking if you've seen them. And if you have, how good are they? How far will they go? I know you're, you know, covered the Titans, but uh, what can you say about the Preds? Yeah, I've seen them play a couple times uh, live. I, I think they're a scrappy team. I will say that. Um, they, they do take advantage of the power play. So that's something to watch. Um, I, you know, their, their goalie situation is interesting. You got the younger fella. Uh, and, and you got Pecorine, you know, but I, I think they're they're in good shape and, and they're a, a scrappy team that will, they, they could surprise some, uh, but I just ex- expect a lot of fights too. Teron, awesome catching up with you. Great to have you on. Uh, looking forward to getting down to Nashville for a Titans game soon. Yes, sir. Definitely. Awesome. Teron Davenport from ESPN, Titans uh, reporter there for ESPN, The Nation. We'll get to more of your comments, and I hope that satisfied Max and Wayne on the, on the Preds front. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll get to your comments here as uh, it's viewer takeover, really, the rest of the way. And we got a face-off coming up soon. It's the Rod Peterson Show on Facebook, YouTube, Game Plus, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Okay, I'm telling you, my head is spinning. Like, sitting in this chair is so much different than sitting over there. Right? I mean, first of all, it is a mess back here, but that's okay. It looks good up here. That's what matters. Um, there's a lot going on. And trying to remember everything, I mean, I sat on my deck. I, I was up early. It was like 7.30, 7.15-ish. I was out of the shower, and I was on the deck, and I'd made a coffee, and I was doing my show prep, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I need more. I mean, two hours. i got to fill two hours of sports talk here. I mean, what am I going to do? And then I start counting back. I'm like, okay, well, i got two interviews. Okay, Peter's going to be on 20. He's going to yeah. be on for 15 minutes. And Teron's going to be on. Okay, there's 30 minutes. Done. Okay, i got a couple of sports updates. There's another two minutes. And i got 12, 24 minutes of commercials. And I'm like, okay, i only got to fill like an hour of talk. And I'm like, an hour? An hour, yeah. Like, i got to go in front of, like, yeah, on stage here and talk for an TV. hour. That's, an hour's a long time in TV. Tell me about Maybe it. You do three-minute sports updates. Yeah. Right? Yeah, three minutes is, is even on fact. Yeah, I so. Just, I, I do want to say you're doing a great job. Thank you. And... Rod does make it look easy. Oh, he's a natural. He's been doing it for, for so long. He just makes it look easy. But you are doing a great job filling in. We got to do it our own way. I get that. So yeah. I, 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 and you're not Rod, and, and nobody should expect you to be Rod. That's so. right. So I appreciate everybody with your patience as we have a little turbulence getting out of the uh, off the uh, runway here and, and into the sky for the week. Once we hit probably. Hour two on Tuesday, I think we'll be able to, you know. Right, by Friday, you're not going to be giving up the chair. Yeah, you can unbuckle. Rod, your... Rod's sitting here next Totally. <laughs> Hour two, you'll be able to unbuckle your seatbelt and be free to move around the cabin. We'll be in autopilot by then. But uh, not yet. Um, Craig Smith is watching. Yes, uh, Fred Smith was Arthur Smith's dad, founder of FedEx. So... Go given every opportunity, still worked his way up uh, in the football circles and now taking over the uh, Atlanta Falcons as head coach. Um, and Craig goes on to say, not waiting for shot two, then good to go, ho- or now waiting for shot two, then good to go, hopefully. Been uh, in a hospital at home for three and a half years. Yeah, can't wait. I know, Craig, damn cancer, damn COVID, and go Jets. I, to- I said before, before the pandemic, when you're sitting over here, that we were going to take a guy's trip, and you're going to come. We're going to go to Nashville. We're going to watch the Titans. We're going to do that and invite whoever wants to come, um, and it's going to be awesome. So uh, once we have our vaccinations, we're allowed to. And 
And as we found out, it's wide open down there. Yeah, and, and one of the things that in in the last interview and just hearing comments from Craig today would have we I would normally be at Mosaic Stadium on the oh. sideline right now or in Saskatoon um, covering training camp, uh, rider training camp, CFL training camps. You know, supposed to be in a normal year, supposed to be underway uh, uh, during this week. So all this football talk has made me very almost sad to not be doing what i normally do and what we love to do is is you know watch the cfl and watch the training camps and cover and hear the stories and i know and and just the the buzz of a new season and it has me hopeful for august or july i guess when they were you know players were supposed to report in july july 2nd is the date that's that's being thrown around for players reporting but a lot of things need to happen not only in saskatchewan but across canada for them to be able to kick off on august 5th what, yeah, I, I think that's still a very hopeful date at this point. What's insane, and it's a great kind of case study on on you know the mindset of you know being in the spotlight. No CFL, we would be talking about training camp yep. like in depth for two hours. It took us an hour and forty five minutes to bring it up yeah. once that yesterday would have been the kickoff to training camp. We'd all be down there in Saskatoon, right? With our shorts on, in the sun, coffees in hand, patrolling the sidelines or, or sitting, you know, on the benches uh, for training camp. And it, we'd be in day two of training camp right now. So it, it really brings up the question. I think this is what we're going to face off about. The face off for the ultimate fan zone and the mad Greek is, do you think the CFL gets on the field at all this year? And the reason I bring it up is, you know, on Friday, we talked about Scott Mull and his announcement is saying that he says Mosaic Stadium will be full at some point later on this summer or early in the fall. And Saskatchewan is doing great. Just came off back-to-back record days for vaccinations on Saturday and Sunday. I got mine on Saturday. I'm on my way. Uh, coming out yesterday saying starting today, so Monday, residents aged 85 plus and those who received their first dose before February 15th will be eligible to book their second COVID-19 vaccine uh, dose as of today. So if you're 85 plus, or if you got your first dose before February 15th, you can now go and book your second dose. So that's really exciting. And in, when it comes to the reopening Saskatchewan plan, we're at 74% of adults 40 and over vaccinated, 66% of adults 30 and over vaccinated. And of all adults 18 and over, Saskatchewan has that 57% of those vaccinated. And then we see in Ontario, you can't go golfing. Mm -hmm. And we see in Alberta, it's on fire. And BC is different. And Manitoba's had more cases. And it's not looking good. So it becomes really difficult for me to see any way in which they get on the field. Because if they don't get on the field at August, even at Labor Day, and you push it back to, say, middle of September or late September, are you getting a season in that's worth playing? Can you play enough games to even play that, that Grey Cup yeah. by the 12th of December? I think, I think no. Nine games would probably be the cutoff, which would be a sort of September. But Scott Moe said Mosaic Stadium will be full. When Mosaic Stadium first opened, it was not the Riders playing. It was the Huskies and the Rams, Canada West football. So me hearing that comment, I'm like, yep, 100%. There will be a football game at Mosaic Stadium. But I'm putting my money on it being the Rams and the Huskies playing Canada West football at Mosaic. That would be outstanding. I don't know if it'll be wide open full. Maybe it's maybe it's 15,000, similar to what they did for the first ever game when they they did half capacity. Um, So it was a half half capacity game where they just wanted to get into the swing of things and open up Mosaic Stadium. So I don't necessarily think the Riders will be playing the first game when Mosaic Stadium opens up. And convert like going back to to what we were talking about earlier. When we talked to Riders President Craig Reynolds a couple of weeks ago, there was no talk of a COVID vaccine passport to get in. So they aren't necessarily thinking about, or at least they haven't made plans to have a COVID passport to be able to get in where if you're vaccinated, you can buy a ticket. They haven't talked about that to the point where they're going to mandate it. They've obviously talked about it, but they haven't decided to mandate that. So I don't think that'll be on the table. And the other thing, the thing that, I don't think will be on the table, according to Craig Reynolds, is ticket prices being through the roof. They will be in demand, but he said they will be the same price. So do you think they'll play? Do you think they get on the ah, field no, at all? No. So you're on the same side. So we got a draw. I, I, yes. 
the Riders CFO. have a chance to get back on the field, but I don't think the other eight teams collectively all can get back unless for some if they want to lose a bunch of money maybe every game is hosted in winnipeg and saskatchewan and there's four games in each market tacona right? Pal- yeah tacona Pelly on youtube says cfl will not get going thanks to the federal government federal government's vaccine rollout planning you know what i'm much more confident about u sports the cjfl than we are about the cfl yeah, let's, get a, let's get a thunder game at the let's get a thunder game, game. let's but, get the rams let's get the huskies but the, the only way i can see the cfl playing in august or september is if it all comes west all the teams come west and yeah so there's uh maybe the west hub is in regina and the east hub is in winnipeg or and are they willing to pay for it exactly the face-off for the ultimate fan zone uh, UFC is your one-stop shop for sports fans in your list. Visit the Man Cave, downtown Moose Jaw, or on Facebook and their new website. Check out the new website. You can order online. And for the Mad Greek, Mad Greek and Moose Jaw available for licensed dining, uh, takeout, or delivery. Head to themadgreekeatery.com for more information. And I'm going to see if we can stop there because we're going to Swift Current tonight for the Black Tie Hockey Draft uh, in support of the Dr. Irwin Noble Foundation. Rod's hosting it. It's all socially distanced. And now that uh, uh, we are allowed to, but it's all spread out in small groups. So we're going to run that for them. And uh, Rod's going to be hosting that uh, tonight in Swift Current. So we'll see you there, uh, Swift, uh, for those of you who are going to be up. All right. Overtime is next. And we'll get to all of your comments and put a bow on uh, day one of Rod's uh, week off here on the Rod Peterson Show on Game Plus TV, Facebook, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. All right, welcome back. No Rod Peterson again this week. We're going to do a lot of saying that. It's going to feel old, but uh, Rod's on his week off. Uh, But it's not really a week off. He's busy doing recovery work, so he's actually working, just not here for the week. Um, I'm going to browse through this sports update. Uh, Two more first-round matchups get underway in the NHL playoffs today. The Nashville Predators and Carolina Hurricanes get their series started. Carolina Carolina topped the Central Division while the Preds were fourth with 16 fewer points later. The division-winning Colorado Avalanche hosts the St. Louis Blues, who could be without leading scorer David Perron. Carey Price and Brendan Gallagher take to the ice tonight against Toronto today, but it's not the Maple Leafs. Price and Gallagher are playing for the Laval Rocket in the American Hockey League after being reassigned by the Canadians for injury reconditioning. Both players will practice with the Rockets this morning before facing the Toronto Marlies in a game later tonight. Gallagher broke his thumb back on April 5th, and Price suffered a concussion on April 19th. Four teams are left standing in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League playoffs as the third round gets underway today. The Val d'Or Fourers take on the Chicoutimi Sagan in Quebec City for Game 1 of the Best of Five Series. The other Round 3 matchup between Victoriaville and Charlottetown kicks off on Tuesday. An NLE showdown takes center stage in the MLB tonight. The New York Mets are in Atlanta to face the Braves in a divisional matchup between two longtime rivals. The division-leading Mets are sending Taewon Walker. Did I say that right, Clark? To the mound, Taiwan, while Max Fried gets the ball for Atlanta. Only three games separate all five de- teams in the bunched-up uh, NL East. So there you go. Your sports update is for uh, Ben Coon's G2G Energy Bars. Where are they here? The Where's the G2G liner? Not on my sheet. God, I got to do more prep. I know, though, uh, eight amazing flavors now. You can use the promo code RPSHOW to get 20% off uh, at g2gbars.ca. And for Red Bull, Red Bull gives you wings. All right. How much? I did pretty good. I kind of nailed that. Yeah. All right. Jeff says enough of the eyes. Yeah. Wings. Yeah. A little less wings. Um, The sports update two years ago. Yeah, it, it keeps making me sad to talk about CFL training camp started, but the Memorial Cup, yes, would be going right yeah, now. Yeah, it would this week. I know, yeah. isn't that sad? Um, we'd be right in the middle of of that. Yeah. 
Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, this is usually uh, so. This is usually the most exciting week of my. Well, a couple of years ago it was when the Pats hosted the Memorial Cup and Ryder Training Camp kicked kick it off at the same time. It was just like the busiest of all weeks I've ever had I know. in ten years working at Global, and it was. Isn't that something? Something I dearly miss. I can tell you that right now. Gregory Lee's watching on Facebook. Says, "Hey Darren, will you be watching the Euros in June? And which country will you be rooting for?" Uh, I'll tell you that later. He asked about the Champions League final. I don't even know who Man City is playing, but Man City is going to win. I know that that game is on May 29th. Be having a viewing party for it because didn't you know I'm a soccer guy, Taylor? I'm a soccer guy now. Have you watched Ted Lasso? No. It's Jason Sudeikis' show. It's on Apple, I believe. I don't know. Um, He goes and coaches overseas in uh, the Premier League and uh, knows nothing about coaching. So I am going to be the Ted Lasso of the CPL. That's my my goal is to be the play-by-play voice of the uh, CPL team that rolls into Saskatoon. So we've been uh, doing some inroads trying to be the Ted Lasso. So I'm getting into soccer, and our intern, Rachel, in Toronto, has been teaching me everything about soccer. So I'm a Man City fan, and Kevin Jesus in Edmonton at Global in Edmonton yeah. um, did an interview with, uh, with Rachel that you'll see on the pre-show in the coming weeks. And he's like, of course, Darren picked Man City because they got Titans colors, the baby blue and the, the two-tone blue. So uh, that's about as much as I know about soccer. And this is more soccer talk you've had on this show today in the last three minutes than you've had in uh, 486 yeah. episodes. So, <laughs> um, so that's, that's that. Taylor? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's fun. You uh, kept me afloat when I needed you. Uh, You're back on Thursday. Yeah, I'll come back. Why not? Great. Why not? So Taylor's back on the show Thursday. Jennifer Illingworth on Facebook says, great job today, dupes. See you all tomorrow. Wayne Grolo. Yes, great job, dupes. Yes, thank you, everybody, for uh, all the uh, great words. Again, we got a little... Turbulence getting out of the uh, runway here and into the sky, but uh, we will know. Uh, uh, we will be uh, sailing smooth by uh, by tomorrow. On the show tomorrow, Kelly Rempel will be in that chair, so we'll be able to talk a lot of hockey as well with uh, the Silver Fox. We'll recap tonight's games: Boston, Washington, Nashville, Carolina, St. Louis, Colorado. We'll look forward to the other games. Blake Nill, the UBC Thunderbirds, will be alongside Mitch Love and Wade Minter, PA voice of the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, and you. Thanks for watching. I don't have a pen to throw. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.